Are you looking for the latest market data of the Bay Area housing market? Did you notice that more people are returning back to the office? Is AI actually saving the city of San Francisco? Is Google still actually committed to building all this downtown San Jose space? We're going to cover all of these and more in this month's Bay Area market update. Let's go over it. Okay, so let's talk about the Bay Area market update first in terms of the data itself. So as we have closed in the end of September, a lot of things continue to be interesting. Take a look at this. Home prices have still remained very strong, even though interest rates have been increasing slightly. Now, why is this the case? Why do we continue to still see an increase at this point? For several reasons. Number one, the key is most buyers have been able to live with the current rates that we have today. And current rates are at roughly, let's say, plus or minus 7%. You all can still buy a home and everybody can still buy a home. It's not as good as it was before, but relative to people's incomes here, especially in the Bay Area, people have that ability to do so. So because of that, people have been entering back into the market. Now, the good news is that sellers have also been able to want to sell now too. So we actually will see a lot more homes that have been coming up over the last two months than we have seen the previous uh, previous year to date. But take a look at this. Home prices have remained resilient. September for a single fam for a single family condos and townhomes mixed in Santa Clara County is at $1.527 million. How is this compared to the same time last year? You can see Last year, it was at $1.4 million. So what is this difference? Let's take a look together. That is a spread of an increase about 9%. So it continues to be very, very strong and continues to, it continues to be very, very strong. And it has been pretty flat. So the good news for the buyers in this market is, look at this, it's been pretty flat really for the last several months in a row, which means if you see homes that have sold in the price range you're looking for, it will likely be that way moving forward. It's not going to go a whole lot more. It's not going to go a whole lot less. And I suspect it's probably going to be similar to this. You may have some months that are slightly better than others. So why is that the case? Perhaps they're just nicer homes that come on the market a certain month than others, especially in different cities. But be mindful of this. Don't go, don't go look at a home that's sold for 1.5 and expect it just because it's listed a million that is worth a million. That's not how it works. Now I'm going to share some other additional information here. Sales to list price ratio. We get this mixed up all the time. The list price does not mean market price. For, so for those that are bargain hunting, that's not how it works. Neither you or I control how an agent wants to list a house. A house can be listed at a million dollars, but if all the neighboring homes sell for 1.5, it was always a 1.5. They can list a home for 1.6, it'll still be 1.5. They can list it for 1.5, it'll still be 1.5. So it's important to understand what has sold and then start actively looking for those areas. Because take a look at this. You see it very clearly that the median price has been flat, as flat as it can be over the last few months. Take a look at the sales to list price ratio though. Is it actually flat at 100%? The answer is no. You can see the medium case is 104%. Nothing crazy, it just means a lot of places they like to list it a little bit lower, 4 or 5% lower than where they expected it to go to begin with. Now, a couple of things I also want to point out. The good news, as you will see momentarily, is the number of new listings. Take a look at these numbers. Number of new listings, 
1311, take a look at this. 1311 homes came on in September. 1,294 homes came on in the month of August. These are much better numbers than what we have seen pretty much most of the year. And this is kind of a, a really positive thing and a kind of a reverse thing. Usually the fall time is busier than, than others, but there are some times, take a look at like 2020. Now 2020 was also different too because of COVID, but it's actually a good sign that there's been more homes that have come on. Now, it's also important to be realistic. It's not like there's double the amount of homes. There's just 200, about 15, 20% more homes than there were even in the fall season. So there's been a little bit more relief that has occurred relative to what we have seen, especially in the summer and the springtime. Now, this number, as we are entering the winter season, I wouldn't expect this to like explode this month in October, but hopefully we'll get something probably a little bit less, maybe 1,200 homes that come on in Santa Clara County alone. But at least that's a, a lot better than what you saw previously. So there is some hope down the road for yourself as it comes to at least seeing a little bit more. Now, the key though too is what it, people complain about the lack of inventory. The key is, are you looking at homes every week? Homes have sold, you can see, for the last several years, in average, eight to nine days, which means every week, good homes will always transact. Now, it's up to the agent to have two weekends of open houses. That's entirely up to them, but they don't need to do that. And so because of that, you can see, on average, because there's always plenty of buyers for Bay Area homes, that things do move very quickly. There was a... They, a very short time lapse last year when the market turned a big downward spiral. That's why that at that time you saw a much higher days on market, but it was still only two weeks. Now it's just back to the normal of one week. Take a look at this. It's been that way for a long time. Because you don't need, the, the reality is this, for sellers, you don't need 20 buyers. So if it goes reduced from 20 offers to five offers, it's still enough. It's only if it's like this time when there's only one offer or zero offers that it stays on the market longer. But even then, in the worst that it had ever been, that decline last year was the biggest decline in a long, long time, probably in decades. Like even then, it was still a two-week turnaround. So for those that are actively looking, it's in incredibly important to look every week and not search once a month and say, I have no inventory. Every week, good homes will come and go. That's the reality of your search. But you also, as I mentioned, want to look at the right areas. Let's take a look at some of the data just in terms of other areas for other regions. So let's say you just saw Santa Clara County. How, how has return to office impacted, let's say, San Mateo County? You can say from a median perspective. Oh, sorry, sales price over time. October doesn't count, it's too early. You can see it's kind of been, as I mentioned, kind of that plus and minus. It really just depends on the areas. So it's not like it really fluctuated that much. It's just really case by case on the homes that come on. But that's because San Mateo County has a, a pretty big difference of types of properties there. But let's take a look at uh, Alameda County. How has that performed? Right, so Alameda County has continued to actually do pretty strong in the last month. 
September numbers, 1.25 has actually increased about 50,000 versus August. Let's take a look at like Contra Costa County. Do you think Contra Costa County prices will decline because it's a little bit further away or because of affordability is a, is a, is a popular spot? You can see the answer is declined a little bit from earlier in the year, but it's still been relatively flat for the last few months. But a lot more people have been considering to move back closer to uh, because of work reasons. And let's take a look at last but not least, San Francisco. San Francisco actually has done pretty well. You can see it actually has picked up over the last few months. Does that have a lot to do with the people that are moving back because of AI? Does it have to do with maybe the bottom was already there? There's just so much bad news. Time will tell, but this is a very, very clear evidence as to how things are progressing. But it'll be, it'll be more interesting over the next few months if this continues to trend. Okay, so that's the Bay Area update itself. That's what's actually happened. You can see the market is not tanking. Most areas is not skyrocketing either. Interest rates are rising, but that doesn't really impact much on the housing market itself at, the, at this time. And that's because at the end of the day, a lot of sellers are still hesitant to sell, even though their equity has certainly increased. But you fortunately have had a little bit more seller activity because the equity has increased. The, the, the dual-edged sword is if prices drop and, and rates don't change, you have even a bigger inventory squeeze because then a lot of those sellers don't even want to sell because they're like, I could have sold it for X before. Let me wait and see. That's the logic of why these things are happening. Of course, if you have any specific questions, feel free to leave it in the comments below or send me a DM and I'll be happy to go over your specific situation. My information will be in the description. Now, let's take a look at a lot of the Bay Area trends over the month. U.S. Census, 300,000 Bay Area residents returned to the office in 2022. Now, this has been a big change, right? I mean, because the Bay Area is heavy in tech, tech has the most flexibility of work out of all companies, right? If you're in a lab, you better be in the lab all the time. If you work at a hospital, you better be in the hospital. If you work in the service industry, there's no return, for, there's no remote work if you're in a, in a hospitality industry, right? So if Bay Area and tech has had the most flexibility of all segments, that being said, the most important thing is not where it had been because there was a time where it had peak flexibility, peak employment. Everybody in tech had worked three jobs because they could. The key is where are things changing and the things are reversing. So as we go into 2023, because all of these are 2022 numbers, this will change drastically. This will skyrocket for sure. The migration out has changed completely as the return to office for most companies have been in full of effect this year. So this number will be really cool to see because it's gonna be a swing up. Now, I don't think it's gonna be as high as what we had seen previously, but I would suspect maybe the 1.8 million side of things, that wouldn't be unrealistic. Let me just take a look at the traffic yourself. You'll probably see that there's a lot of people back into the office and a lot of people going back into work. So I, that should not be surprising. This SFAI firm leasing entire former Slack HQ in major boost to downtown. Fast growing, our AI company Anthropic has agreed to lease the entire former Slack headquarters building in San Francisco. 230,000 square foot sublease. I mean, the reality is this, AI has generated and raised so much capital. And while a lot of it is for tools and a lot of it is for NVIDIA chips, a lot of it is still also to hire a lot of people. But um, 
but it's absolutely incredible to see like how much of a boom this is. Now, the question is, how long will this be? But big companies are investing in this. Salesforce Ventures, Google, Spark Capital, right? There's just so much money that has invested and poured into these types of AI companies because there are so many different angles in place. Like this is unlike crypto where it wasn't that clear that of the real benefits. But for AI, it's very, very clear that benefits. The question is who will be the winners and who will, and how much, how much, what is the market share they actually can generate from this or is it destruction tool? So it's interesting to see, but very, very exciting. There is a lot of activity still happening in San Francisco right now. Here's another one, AI chatbot startup. Andy bids adieu to Miami, moves to San Francisco. There was this, this push last year that so many companies want to move to Miami. The fact is this, when it comes to talent, the talent, even though capital is everywhere, like much more so than before, the talent to build things, especially if you want to do it in a local area, still continues to be in critical hubs. That is the reason why the Bay Area continues to be so popular and such a big destination for people, not just in the States, but from all over the world. And so for that reason, you have people that say, look, I am able to raise money. I need to build it as fast as possible. I want to have the right partnerships in the area. And I, want to need, I need talent. If I have a finite amount of time, where do I got to make that bet? And people are making that bet continuously in the Bay Area. And they are even literally moving out of areas to be in this area. So it's, a, it's just the reality of what it is. It is a boom and bust cycle. Right, because if AI people don't like, don't believe it, AI has still the the potential as it did before. Then it's not surprising that people will leave it. Right, it's not surprising that 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 funding is dried up, that the talent will be dried up, but not at this current cycle. And this may be for a while because of how big this opportunity could be. People are super excited. The energy is there again when it comes to technology and all the different things that this will impact. And so that makes it very exciting. Next, California tech transplants. Remember, people in tech had the most flexibility of all people in the country. They're unhappy with Exodus to Austin. So a lot of people have moved to other areas, whether it's Sacramento, Austin, Miami, Tahoe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now the issue though is goes back to it. As companies have, have required people to go back into the office, this had had people figuring out, does their current employer allow remote work? There's been a lot of layoffs through the year. Will the next job allow flexible work? And the answer for many is no. It's not that simple to find work, right? And so you might as well maximize your odds to find a new role, but your way to do that is where are those companies and where are they hiring? They're hiring in the Bay and they're local, they would potentially prefer to hire people local. And so people have been moving back. So I have clients that have had to consider selling like places in Florida, places in Texas, places in Atlanta. They have been moving back for that reason. And a lot of it is, at the end of the day, it's just job economy. Austin is a great place to visit. There are opportunities there. Certainly Tesla has a site there, but there's a lot of people that have moved there temporarily to like check it out because Tesla would rather have people there if possible at that factory. But even then, even Elon Musk realized the density, the density is just too extreme. The global engineering headquarters in Tesla is in Palo Alto. 
the most expensive city, one of the most expensive cities and places to live in the entire country, if not the world, because the talent is here. So very, very important to understand like why that's the case. And so while they are building, it's just, it's so small. The, the amount of tech talent in that area is just so tiny relative to what we have in the Bay. And so people continue to make that adjustment and they continue in this case, come back. The move there is not, um, not nearly the same hype as it was. So you're gonna see a lot of this news come, come back. Next, apartment construction in Silicon Valley grinds to a halt. No market rate units broke ground during the first half of the year. This is the challenge of what happens when you have rates higher. Remember, rates higher impacts everybody, right? If the rates are higher, it impacts, what, well, number one, it just, it, there's so many things that add up to it. Let's just kind of break it down. First, why did rates increase to begin with? It was due to inflation. So if inflation was high, that means services of goods, like materials, along with labor, are much higher than it was before. Now, builders can adjust to that slightly, and they did, and they kept building. Now, what does the government have to do? What did the Fed have to do when inflation was high? They needed to bring it back down. So what did they do? They raised the cost of borrowing which is why the Fed fund rate has increased. Now that's the dual-edged sword now. Your material is still higher than it was before, but now your borrowing cost is way higher. So for a, for a developer to now want to finance this, because most of this is not all cash, most of it is financed, and because a lot of banks are a little bit also more hesitant to finance, not so a combination of the cap, the interest rate is higher, but also the capital needed to raise is bigger, that creates this challenge. And this challenge is what you will see throughout the country of not just apartment construction, but also new construction. And so that creates a squeeze further of the lack of supply, which typically means as long as those things are still humming around along and there's no like massive correction, that you're gonna continue to see rent increases and you're gonna see this kind of gap especially if there's more and more people that continue to move and come to the country. So this is the truth of what's been going on. And this may be not a good short-term look uh, because people are already being pressured because of higher rents. And that's part of the reason why people should just be buying a place anyways to begin with if they have the ability to. But this will cr create typically more of a squeeze. So that's something to be mindful of. Last but not least, let's talk about what in the world has been going on with Google Google in downtown San Jose. Well, recently, a top exec of Google joined a block party this last weekend, made it clear the tech titan, or this is a couple weeks ago, but made it clear that the tech titan aims to build a huge mixed-use neighborhood in downtown San Jose. I mean, it's I don't who knows what's going to really happen. Do you believe, leave in the comments below, if you believe that they will still be building this this uh, village in downtown San Jose. Remember, they still got the project to do in the Bayshore area in Mountain View. That's a large project to do. They also want to do something in San Jose. Like they got, and they got a lot of battles still going on with AI and how that may impact their own business model. They're competing against open AI very, very fiercely. Do you think they still have the capacity and the interest to be doing such things? I'm not sure, maybe. Uh, but they, from the interesting part, from a political perspective, they got to still be active, right? They can't be like, we gave up. And then what if they really want to do it? So the question is, I personally think that they, they still will do some. 
I just don't think it's going to be the same size that people have been hoping for promising. I think they should definitely, because they've, from what I've seen, and you can drive by and see for yourself, some have broken ground in the sense of uh, their building foundation and things like that. So there's a few like buildings coming up. And I'm not sure if it's entirely of Google or other developers because of that opportunity. But my bet is that there's going to be some that comes up. But I also don't think it'll be nearly anywhere close to the previous size. So take it as you would. It's not bad. It didn't completely leave, but they're not. Um, they're not. Uh, they're not. Uh, it's just not the same size, same bet as how exciting everything was drawn up to be. But at the end of the day, we'll see. This is this is supposed to be like a multi multi year project, so we weren't gonna like see that anytime soon. But uh, as things progress, it'll be very, very obvious, right? Things take time, a year to build, and then then they slowly kind of move people in. And then once you see people can move in, like Google employees, then that'll be more interesting. But as of right now, not uh, not a whole lot much to talk about. They got to showcase, got to gotta play play the political part of it. And um, But I would say over the next year, let's see what happens. Let's see how much really gets built during that time. If you have any questions about the Bay Area real estate market update, I would love to be your trusted real estate resource. So if you want to have a chat, the information is in the description below or feel free to find me on social media. And if you like this, be sure to like this video and share with your friends. Every month I go over live all the different things that are happening in the Bay Area market. I'll see you next time. Bye now.